This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Well, good afternoon to you. Yes, this is the DL Link Show. My name is Nikki Seberini, and you're tuned to 101.9 High FM. I'm going to be in your company for the next hour. Um, and as always, we bring you content that is insightful and informative and illuminating. And... Um, this is going to be a very interesting show because we're going to be looking at something that's very, very practical, but so vitally important um, if you are going for very expensive medical treatment, um, if you are dealing with medical aids and yet still keeping um, in contact with the, the humanity and the whole process of of this journey um, on this cancer journey. So I really, really am delighted um, that we're going to be discussing these issues today. I'm going to start off um, chatting to Dr. Sandile Mklongo from um, Discovery. And uh, uh, Dr. Mklongo is a clinical specialist at Discovery Health uh, with a specific interest in oncology. We're going to be looking at the advanced illness benefit. And then um, Philip is going to be chatting. Uh, Philip Gerson, who is a DL Link volunteer and who is the very important link between patient um, who is at an advanced stage of cancer and uh, medical aid and just that relationship and obviously trying to ensure that the best treatment um, is being received by the patients. Um, we know how costly it is. We often talk about um, the cost implications, um, the restrictions because of of what, what these treatments cost. So Philip's going to be talking about all of that and I really, really do encourage you to um, call me if you if you would like to contribute to the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Do we have lines that are open, Craig? Because I know we've just moved studios. Are the lines open? Fantastic. I'll get the number for you in a moment. And um, the SMS numbers I'll add to. I'll give you all of those numbers in a moment. But I'm going to start off by introducing Dr. Sandile Mklongo. Um, Dr. Mklongo, thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're busy, so we do appreciate your time. Yes, uh, good day. Um, I'm, my line, I'm not sure if my line or your line, I'm struggling to hear you at all. Um, Okay, so Dr. Mklunga, I know that we've got you on um, a mobile. Would you prefer if we give you another call? Is it still, you you still can't hear us very well? Yes, please, we can try actually again. Not a problem. Um, yeah. Not a problem at all. We'll give you another call. Um, and while we are trying to get hold of Dr. Mklongo, I am going to introduce Philip Gersten, who is our DL Link volunteer. Um, and he deals with the advanced illness benefit. Um, he is the DL Link liaison. Philip, welcome to the show. Great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Nikki. It's a pleasure to be here. So I think we're going to have to switch on your microphone. Let's try. We're all learning. It's all a new thing here. Are you there, Philip? Yeah. Hang on one sec, Philip. Let's just see. Where are you? Say hello. Hello. No. no. Craig, hello. Hello. Okay, so let's... No, I'm there. Craig, who... We, we, we're trying to get Philip on. There we go. Philip, there, there, you, there we go. You Wonderful. know, I just, I just have to say that this is the first time in the new studio, and it's very, very exciting to be in a new studio. Absolutely. But as with everything, you know, you've got to learn the new way. This is the new system. So welcome to the new system, Philip. Thank you, Nikki, <laughs> and uh, thank you for allowing me to come in and answer questions our patients might have. Uh, it would be a pleasure. Um, I'm sure a lot more patients than I can get to during the day will phone in. I hope so. 
And also, as a plus, we've got a few patients who are undergoing treatment this morning. And uh, while they have treatment, uh, one or two of them are prepared to talk to us uh, as far as the experience goes with the link, as far as their situation is, and certainly this wonderful Discovery Medical Aid. Fantastic. Philip, how, what is your association? I mean, how have you come across the DR link? Well, the DR link is, is uh, something I never knew about until uh, cancer occurred in my family. Uh, I also had cancer, and, and I realized that, um, you know, one needs to go out and make a difference, even in a small way. And uh, what better way than the people I met during uh, treatment uh, and, uh, you know, the courage, the determination, and the help they were getting from the DR Link. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I retired a few years ago, and uh, now I'm doing what I wanted to do. Gee, you're I, giving back uh, and giving helping. Back, and Doing a little bit. I love that. What, what, what was your cancer journey like, Philip? Uh, mine was good. Mine was good. My wife's was good. We had lots of support. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and your... And your relationship and the interaction that you had with medical aid because I know you know we, we're talking about big costs and we're talking about um, you've been given a diagnosis that turns your life upside down and they're very practical parts and they're very practical steps that you have to follow and I think that when you've when you've been diagnosed um, with cancer your mind is in a completely different space did you know and and you seem like the, the kind of guy who puts everything into order and you know what you're doing how was that for you in, in well, that was a good learning experience because I understand what uh, patients go through. And, and uh, the liaising between the medical aids and the patients uh, and, and understanding what sort of uh, help the DR Link can give them uh, wasn't difficult to put together. And the medical aid, I, I must say, has been incredibly helpful. Um, the DR Link has been very, very uh, well received. We have access to the highest authority at Discovery Medical Aid. The lady, Rochelle Pillay, who's in charge of um, HIV and oncology, and her team, Karina, and a few more, um, they, thank you, the, I was a little bit far from the mic. I, I can't repeat <laughs> what I just said. Thank you very <laughs> no, much. No, we heard you. The we trip, heard you. The trip was marvelous. No, we heard you. <laughs> um, they're, they're always open to discussion, and, and you know, we've had some tricky cases, uh, and, you know, everybody is keen because they're paying money to point a finger, but they don't understand that there are people on the other side. There is their situation to uh, sum up and, and, and assess. And uh, Discovery really was, was, has been and is uh, very helpful in more than one way. That's fantastic, Philip. I'm going to put a send, uh, just announce the, the number for DL Link Warriors or anyone out there who wants to talk about, um, you know, the, having access to those benefits with this kind of a diagnosis. So, and then I'm going to be um, talking to Dr. Mklongo. So the number to dial if you would like to call us um, during this show is 08, is 061-895-1019. That is 061-895-1019. Or you can SMS us. You can SMS a question if you have it for Philip or if you have a question for Dr. Mklongo, 34519. That is 34519. So, Dr. Mklongo, we have you back on the line. Welcome and thank you once again for joining us. Thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure. 
Dr. Mklongo, you, you, um, we, we're going to be talking about this advanced illness benefit that, that discovery has. As you know, this, uh, on this, on the DLDing show, we talk about cancer. We talk about the cancer journey. We often focus on the different types of treatments and people's experiences. And I think that today is such an important, um, show because that, that relationship between patient and medical aid is a very important relationship. Um, Dr. Mklongo, if you could just tell us a little bit, this advanced illness benefit for those who have no idea, what what do, what can you tell us about the advanced illness benefit that Discovery has to offer? Okay, I think uh, as a starting point, what we recognized was uh, there was a, a serious deficiency from our side on the benefit design and how we allocate benefits for patients uh, with cancer who were requiring palliative and supportive care. So we spent a lot of time researching and uh, collaborating with international experts in the space and local experts as well to understand what are the needs of patients who are um, cancer sufferers who uh, have gone through a very arduous and painful journey of survivorship but require additional help beyond just chemotherapy and radiotherapy to provide for supportive care, palliative care, and actually just providing comfort care at where it's required. So we designed the benefit with a clear intention of ensuring that patients who require these services get uh, access to uh, appropriate benefits. The benefits are adequate, and they really foster um, or allow members to ensure uh, to guide uh, or to go through a very difficult journey towards the end of life. In some instances, in some instances it's not actually at the end of life. Mm. It's just palliation during the journey uh, for the patient during their cancer care. But ensuring that uh, at whatever point in time, they have adequate access to benefits and we work in collaboration with doctors to ensure that they are available to provide the services and we are in as a medical scheme to fund for, for their care. I hear you. Dr. Mklongo, could you please tell us palliative care? Um, you know, I mean, we know we've had hospice on the show a number of times and we've discussed the incredible work that they do and, and, and they focus on the palliation of, of chronically ill and terminally ill and seriously ill patients, um, you know, their yeah. pain and their symptoms. But just um, just from your point of view, just so our, our listeners have an understanding, palliative care, what, what exactly is that? So, and I, it's a very, very good question, and uh, it, it's a, a good starting point to understand that palliative question must be confused with uh, trying to transition patients from uh, from their uh, concurrent uh, cancer care towards uh, just making them comfortable uh, before they die. That is, that is definitely not the intention of palliative care. Palliative care, in fact, and uh, international literature and best science uh, advises that palliative care should be offered concurrently. So meaning side by side with uh, treatment for for the for the cancer. So um, as soon as the patient is diagnosed, um, they should actually have a consultation with the palliative care specialist because part of the journey is to ensure that they are getting uh, supported care. So palliative care um, it could be a social social worker, could be psychology, could be pain management, could be treatment of um, side effects from their cancer therapy, could be uh, ensuring that uh, at different ty- uh, points in time um, throughout their journey, be they in remission or in active treatment, 
they are adequate managed, not just from a cancer point of view, but a, from a holistic, patient-centered mm-hmm. uh, manner, so that uh, all of your other needs as a patient, besides just the active treatment for cancer, are adequately catered for. So um, our intention was very clear that we are not really just uh, trying to advocate patients to stop getting treatment for their cancer, but it should be offered in parallel with their cancer therapy to ensure that uh, in a holistic manner, patients are getting a full uh, healthcare servicing that meets their individual needs. Some patients will require less, some patients will require more um, more advanced care, but uh, when affected with a serious illness, the illness itself is not the only thing. So there's psychosocial issues to be managed, and there's many psychology, social workers, there's uh, pain management, um, there's side effects from the therapy, and so on. So palliative care seeks to make patients comfortable during the course of their treatment and also transitioning them when the doctor or the oncologist makes a decision that further aggressive therapy may not be in the best interest of the patient. And those painful decisions and discussions have to be held. And without a palliative care specialist, it becomes very difficult. Oftentimes, oncologists are not the best people to take patients through that conversation and Mm. maybe making uh, plans for the future as well. Because what the last thing you patients would would require in families is that uh, they isn't planning because there was no adequate conversation about the prospect of uh, success when um, it's quite clear from a, from a clinician's point of view that further therapy is not adding benefit but it's causing more harm. So those mm. uh, palliative care offers um, those types of services in terms of advanced planning and managing the psychosocial and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thank you for explaining that, Doctor. We're going to take a quick break. After the break... Um, I'm, I'm going to be talking to um, the process because I think a lot of people listening have the idea that the palliative care is in the advanced stages. And you're saying that it can be used concurrently with treatment from the beginning. So I, I'm going to be looking at, is there a team? Is there a group of people? You're talking about having the conversation and how do we have the conversation between the, the, the palliative side of it with the actual treatment and the oncology side? So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. We're having a very interesting discussion. We're talking about palliative treatment. Um, at what stage do we introduce palliative treatment? We've, we've discussed it before with hospice, and I think, uh, and then when Philip joins us again, we're going to be looking at re-looking, re-looking, re-examining what palliative treatment is all about um, on this journey, um, this cancer journey. I, I have Dr. Sandy who's a clinical specialist at Discovery Health, um, who's talking about this advanced illness benefit. And Dr. Mkhlongo made it very, very clear that with this advanced illness benefit, um, it, it, its palliative treatment, um, yes, um, can be introduced at a, at a later stage to help w- with pain relief. But in fact, palliative treatment should be looked at right at the beginning, right at the first stages of diagnosis. Um, and it's about making patients comfortable at, at could be offered concurrently with with the treatment side by side uh, with a specialist with a palliative care specialist um, a social worker a psychologist a nurse that's uh, a it's a whole group of people so dr mkhlongo just before the break i said to you um you know because we really do need to look at this this whole palliative treatment and at what stage you introduce it so if you're looking at a person who has been diagnosed with cancer and the first stage is right what is the treatment and you're now sitting with the oncologist and you're looking at the 
way forward. At what stage do you then bring in uh, a palliative specialist and how do you go about doing it? Um, and, and how do you have the conversation between the palliative specialist and, and the oncologist? And, and at what stage does that happen? Yeah. So what what we know and our data confirms is that the, the in South Africa not uh, it's not a unique phenomenon uh, it's a worldwide phenomenon. There is a significant neglect um, for palliative care services, such that there's a there's a shortage, a massive shortage of uh, palliative care specialists. There's um, it's not reinvest um, well enough uh, historically by medical schemes. And therefore, you find there's no incentive for providers to be in the space. So we have had a lot of conversations, and even with our benefits, providers um, are informing us that they still struggle to offer uh, the the best services as they deem appropriate for their patients because funding is not always uh, appropriate, and they end up having uh, spent out of pocket. Yeah. So... um, that drives uh, a, a lack of provision from a clinician perspective. But to answer your question directly, we think uh, as early as uh, possible after the diagnosis, the oncologist should work side by side with palliative care specialists so that um, after the diagnosis, the patient is linked to a palliative care provider. And generally, it's either a GP, a general practitioner trained in palliative care or a specialist who's got um, um, additional uh, qualifications in palliative care medicine. So um, depending on the needs of the patient, um, that's why I clarified earlier, it is not to ensure that patients have a comfortable death or approach to death. It is really to ensure that supportive care um, is provided throughout their cancer journey. Mm-hmm. So um, what we always encourage is an editor is a, after the diagnosis of cancer that there is available benefits for patients to consult a palliative care specialist, initially to create rapport, uh, build trust, and also then uh, have the palliative care specialist just explain their role, how they will fit into the cancer journey. It's, um, it's not an either-or, it's uh, a uh, treatment for cancer and palliation. Uh-huh. And uh, therefore, at that point, a decision can be made if uh, it's a curative condition, it usually um, suffices that patients will get psychological support, social support, as well as pain management and maybe management of other common side effects, be it nausea, severe vomiting, and so on and so forth. But for some patients where the opportunity for a cure is very limited or non-existent, um, advanced healthcare planning becomes a, a critical part of life. Uh, and I think about it maybe as to juxtapose it to uh, pregnancy. Uh, none of us uh, who uh, who go through a, a pregnancy would expect that actually the day you make plans for the new baby is when the baby has arrived. Mm. You tend to make those plans. You stock up on your on the equipment you need at home. You you change the structure of your home well in advance for the baby. Similar to to cancer, uh, part of survivorship is to enable the family, the survivors, uh, after the patient in instances where the patient is non curable. Uh, that there is a plan about what happens in the aftermath. So advanced healthcare planning becomes critical. When do you stop uh, active treatment and uh, continue just best supportive care? And those uh, you have to take the family through that. So if the family and the challenges for the for the family around the patient, if they haven't been uh, enabled in the conversation, how do they just suddenly say there's no more help that the doctors can offer for? For a family member, and we must just accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. So, if it has done uh, with proper planning, with care, 
and this dignity well in advance of those times, and uh, obviously being able to change the conversation in accordance with the clinical circumstances, it is much more beneficial for patients, for the, for the cancer survivors or the sufferers, uh, that they go through the, the, the journey seamlessly. So we believe as soon as the diagnosis is made, there should be a consultation with the palliative care provider. And in fact, in an integrated system, the oncologist works side by side with the palliative care provider so that they easily refer and converse about patients and what they need so they plan to care of the journey for the patient. Mm. I hear that. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that, um, doctor. I'm, I'm actually, we, we have, um, um, Philip Gerson, who's in the studio. He is, works at the, the DL link. He is a volunteer. He is the li- liaison. He is the link, uh, between the warriors, the cancer warriors and the medical aids and to ensure, um, that they have access to, to the palliative care. So while I do still have you, and I know that you have to rush off, but while I do still have you on the line, Philip, I'd like to bring you on. Welcome. To, to the doctor, we've we've chatted before, but is there anything that you specifically wanted to add to what the doctor had, has said? Is there any question that you have while we have um, Dr. Mkhlongo on the line? Uh, yes, hello, doctor. Thank you for that informative description of of this terrible illness, and uh, and 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 what you've what you offer for your your clients, your patients, and certainly what you do for the DL Link. Uh, there are just a few questions I'd like to clarify. Um, I've had. A, a couple of our patients, uh, no names, no pactoral, who are um, entering that period where palliative care and uh, comfort care is absolutely essential. They really are severely ill. And in two instances, uh, the form that I gave them, the AIB, the Advanced Illnesses Benefit Form and, 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 uh, um, and Comfort Care, uh, they have just said, well, no, this is really not meaningful. This is just for oxygen and pain management when it is so much more uh, than, than just those glib words and put in a file somewhere. I don't know whether the doctors, with the length of the, fir- the, 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 um, the form and the intensity of the form, are actually prepared to sit down and complete this form. Uh, and uh, whether they actually would require compensation to complete this form. That is my one question. The uh, other question, uh, it's not a question, it's a, it's, it's a statement, and this um, uh, it just follows on from, from uh, your statement of survival um, and, and the family. That's where our organization, the uh, DR Link, uh, comes in. We provide, we have a palliative trained, qualified palliative uh, sister who is available um, and she is registered with the discovery and um, so we, we, we're not totally in-house um, but we're getting there and uh, the last question is the journey, it, it, it's not you referred to it as, as um, end of days well in some cases, unless I'm heard, in some cases the journey uh, which through palliative care and other uh, is actually a journey to recovery of some sort and and the patient can live for a good time afterwards uh, so it's not it's not necessarily a death sentence not at all uh, doctor would you like to respond to philip's first question yes i i, I don't think i got hold of the third question but the first two questions um in, in a simple manner i think 
it definitely is more than just oxygen therapy and pain medication. How we structure the benefit and the basket of care, it's a very comprehensive service. We will pay, just to mention a few items, not an exhaustive list, for instance, we'll pay for hospice care for, for patients uh, that choose to be in a hospice environment if they need uh, inpatient care. We'll pay for care at home where there's a nurse, like you, I think in the second question is referring to a nurse registered with us. We'll pay for nursing services at home. Uh, for, for families and patients that choose to actually get their palliative care if they require uh, ongoing nursing. We will pay for, as I said, social workers, uh, psychologists, pain medication, anti-nausea medication, um, and some um, antidepressants where required. We, we do go through um, a process of evaluating each application and understanding the merits of each case. What we certainly um, also have to balance is uh, our fiduciary duty to the medical scheme to ensure that the right patient is getting the right care as intended by the benefit. So it will happen that um, some care that is required by patient falls outside of the remit of, uh, of, of what we consider in the advanced illness benefit. But I, I, I also yeah. want to acknowledge that we are also not perfect at, 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 at everything that we do. At times we don't have all the information that is required to make judicious decisions. Um, uh, so we may have to make a decision uh, for that particular inter- uh, case where it is substandard because maybe the information we have is not adequate, but also it does require that in- internally we train our our palliative care coordinators to ensure that they understand the journey. Sorry, but Doctor, we have a, we have a dedicated if I could interrupt you one second, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, my, but, but the question is to educating the doctors that this is not a daunting task to fill in the form. Because yes, without yes. the form, I can't register the patient. Are you saying the patients don't want to fill in the form? No, the patients it? absolutely do. And they have the option of either the, 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 the medical aid requires the treating doctor to fill in the form. And you're saying the, the doctor? Patient, no, the uh, patient uh, can have assistance and, and there's a whole uh, yeah. rigmarole to go through right. to make sure that this works. But several doctors yeah. that I've come across mm-hmm. are reluctant to fill in the form, whether it's uh, not understanding the situation uh, or whether they're not getting paid to fill in the form. I don't know because some of these forms are landing up in a medical file and uh, I nag the patient, the patient nags the doctor and the doctor does nothing mm. about it. I believe it's an education uh, program that yes. uh, we need to have with okay. doctors to understand that that is their link to their future, such as it might be. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I understand completely. So we, we do partner with doctors. Um, I mean, we are in conversation with the Palliative Care Association um, as well as oncologists uh, on, on an ongoing basis. Um, I, I think it's not a, an overnight solution. Uh, we would love to this to be just a switch on, but mm. I think it, it will sure, take sure. It's a system change. Yeah, uh, no, it's absolutely. A very different, uh, it's a different world from where, and I think you understand if you're involved in the where we I come do. from. Yes, so uh, our job is very much to work with doctors, to work with uh, families, to work with our own internal staff as well, to, to provide education. And we do pay for the doctors to complete the, the particular form. And for okay, the I, I wasn't aware of that, and that is wonderful yes. to hear. Yes. I think, um, I, 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 Dr. Mklunka, was there anything else that you were going to say? Because we're going to take an ad break and then we're going to speak to some, some warriors who have gone, who have, who have linked up with Philip and, and Philip have, are having the treatment at the moment. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Doctor, before we say goodbye? 
Um, I, I think uh, I would like just to acknowledge that uh, from our point of view, we acknowledge that we it's a learning curve for, for everybody who's involved, mm. the patients, families, members, doctors, and for ourselves as well. So I, I would definitely appreciate the feedback and more partnerships and collaboration because the intention is for, I think, for everybody involved is to make sure that the best of care is available for patients and they get access to the most appropriate service as per their need. And I think where we... We, we make mistakes, be it on our side or the clinicians. Uh, I think we, it's a learning curve and we, more collaboration is required to get it right. Uh, that's, that's the last thing. But I, I, I take this note and I would like to have more chats with him in future. So. That would be wonderful, Doctor. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to have a man of your standing, Doctor of your standing, available and ready to answer questions. Thank you. Absolutely. I certainly make use of your offer. Thank you, Doctor. You're Thank welcome. you so much Thank for your you. time. We really do appreciate it. Thank you it. very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, Philip, very, before we do stop for the break, very much, very interesting that it's the learning curve. Um, you know, they, everyone's still finding their way that the, the, the link, the introducing, having this palliative specialist from word go, um, the whole stigma around palliative treatment, changing that completely and Absolutely. seeing it really for what it is. Absolutely. As you say, doctors filling in the forms, it should be a painless effortless seamless process and it's a paid for one as we've just learned uh, right so so um so i'm i'm delighted that we're having this conversation absolutely, Le- absolutely. let's have a break um and we'll continue and we do encourage you to call in if you have any questions for philip please do give us a call 0618951019 that is 0618951019 or you can sms us on 34519 this is Life Links with a DL Link. The DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination on 101.9 High FM. I'm Nikki Seberini. We have Philip Gerson in the studio. He is the DL Link volunteer and advanced illness benefit DL Link liaison. We had Dr. Sandilum Khlongo from Discovery on the Line talking about the advanced illness benefit and very evident that this is something that's been newly introduced, that they are researching all the time, the findings and, uh, you know, just trying to meet the needs of patients who are undergoing cancer treatment. So, Philip, let's just look at this because, as I said, we've had hospice in the studio before and what I found so insightful um, after that conversation was the idea that the palliative treatment is not something um, that's just introduced near the end to, to, to manage pain but is, is at the end of life but is something that should be introduced from the beginning um, and, re- and once again reinforced by, by Dr. Mklongo. Your thoughts on, on palliative treatment and, and people's ideas and, and the stigma attached to that? Uh, yes, Nikki. Uh, palliative treatment is for Anybody that's being diagnosed, uh, it eases the journey for the patient, be it to an extended life or possibly, unfortunately, for end of days. But it's not just the patient that it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off the family. And this is, this is why the DR link uh, is so important. Uh, we fill the gap between the oncologist, the medical aid, and the patient and the, the the patient is cared for by those organizations we care for the family we have ladies who au pair we have meals that are done we have shabbos khalas that are delivered and meals that are delivered to make sure that our families um, 
are, who are going through the, 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 the pain of illness and the pain of not knowing uh, are looked after. And um, so palliative care is wonderful for the patient and uh, the, the comfort and the counselors and the social workers uh, are, are essential but also as essential is uh, the organization which I volunteer for uh, in, in filling that gap between all the, the, that's going on outside there and what goes on in a house when uh, the front door is closed and everybody uh, wants to sort of assess what life is all about. Mm. And uh, that's where the DR link comes in. And um, look, palliative care is unbelievable. Uh, medicine control is, is, is essential and uh, contact with people who care is incredibly important and, and this is what we'd like to uh, we give in a way we've got uh, a young lady sister uh, Rachel Carr who is a qualified palliative, uh, palliative nurse um, who has patients looks after patients and uh, is, is really filling the space uh, between medical aids and hospitals and oncologists just so that the, the, the uh, client, the patient, our, our warrior is, is given as much comfort uh, as, uh, as is possible. Philip, where do you fit in in terms of uh, going to see the warriors? Um, it's as we started off right okay. at the beginning of the show. It's this daunting task. Not only you've been diagnosed, now the treatment, mm-hmm. but there are the practicalities. Okay. How are we going to pay for it? Who right. do we link with? What do we do? That's exactly. I'm not a doctor, um, but I'll tell you what I am: is somebody who cares and uh, representing the DR Link uh, is an organisation that cares. I get a phone call from the DR Link or I get a phone call from a patient. They're having a problem with uh, a laboratory. They're having a problem with a doctor. There's a situation where uh, they're being summonsed uh, and and it all revolves around communication and why the medical aid has uh, turned it down or hasn't yet attended to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the things I get involved in. Uh, and I must say again that the help and assistance we're getting from Discovery are too fantastic. And you'll find that it's either a motivational letter that's not correct or an ICD-10 code that is not, uh, is, is, is not correct. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a question of talking about it. Now, a patient who's severely ill doesn't have the patience. That's a pun, hey? Mm, doesn't doesn't have the, pa- <laughs> the, the, the patience to sit and, and, and struggle and answer uh, the, the uh, doctor or the laboratory who wants their money, and they're entitled to their money. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we pick up the ball. You know, it's, it's, um, we speak for them. We speak on their behalf, and the, like I said, the medical aids, uh, particularly Discovery, have been more than generous with their thinking, their time, and their assistance. And Philip, that's, that's what I do. Is it a difficult process? Is it, a, is it difficult to get the money out of the medical aid? Is it, a, is it, is it like a, a seamless process that you follow? I mean, you spoke about with Dr. Mklongo that their doctors they have to fill in a particular letter or write a particular yeah. letter, and they're not doing it. What is the process? If there's no Philip around to help, what is the process like for an ordinary person who doesn't have access to help? Well, the process is this. When, when the diagnosis is made, the uh, healthcare provider registers them on the, medical aid, on the oncology plan. Mm-hmm. The oncology plan entitles them to whatever benefits, depending on uh, their plan, 
that the medical aid offers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they would work through that and, and um, they would, or whoever's assisting them, uh, would, would forward or would forward accounts to the medical aid, or the supplier would send accounts. The accounts would come back, and there's a shortage of, 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 of funds and uh, all sorts of things that crop up, everything to really uh, irritate the patient who's, who's, who's battling to get to grips with their illness. And um, so that, that's from the patient side. When the patient gets to the, the stage where they don't know anymore and they, they hear that the link has this facility, as uh, we have many, many facilities, um, they get hold of me, I get all the facts, I approach the medical aid, I lay it out, I send letters, I send emails, I talk to them, and uh, generally I must say uh, they've been very receptive, and I don't believe that I've been knocked back once. Wow. I really haven't been knocked back once. And uh, if there has been a delay, the delay is possibly on the side of a, a clerical error or, or, like I said, a motivational issue uh, that, that could be looked at in one or two ways. Um, you know, there, n nothing is cast in stone and ev not, not everything is black and white. With a, a medical aid claim, if it's an involved procedure that the uh, customer is – customer, I've been in the customer business all <laughs> my life. The, the, the warrior, <laughs> the client uh, is, is going through and they need to have different opinions – and as long as you can get suitable oncology specialists to motivate and see the, uh, and, and, and provide a different point of view, um, Discovery's been open. They've looked at it. They reviewed it. It goes up the country, goes down the country. And ultimately, our patient, our warrior, gets the treatment or, or, or gets the attention that he or she deserves. Deserves. You do a great job, Philip. We have a warrior on the line, Glynis Utah, um, and I know that Glynis was just um, having treatment, so we really are delighted that, that she's joining us today. Hi, Glynis. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining Hi. us. Thank you. I'm sorry. The, the line is very poor, and well, the sound on my side is very bad. I'm sorry that it's bad on your side. We can hear you perfectly. So if okay. it's a problem that you can't hear us, please let us know and we'll, we'll try you again, Glynis. Um, right. I know that you, you, you know, you have just had treatment and I know that you're having treatment with Gabby and you've been liaising with Philip. Just in terms of, um, your relationship with the medical aid, were, were you having a problem? Are, are you still there, Glynis? Yes, I Are am you still, still there? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I just heard beeping. T tell us what what has your experience been like working with Philip and 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 the medical aid? It's been absolutely seamless. It's been absolutely amazing. I have just forwarded documentation onto them, and it's just been resolved, and it's been absolutely seamless. It's been absolutely amazing. Were you having a problem before? Did you, did you find it a problem in the, in the um, beginning? There were there were a couple of. Um, Payments that weren't paid in full. And just by sending it on to Philip, they sorted it out and managed to finalize and pay, make the payments. Mm. And I'm sure... Without, yes, sorry, carry on, Glynis. And, you know, I certainly wasn't in a condition to, to fight with anybody. Mm. So it was absolutely wonderful to have just to be able to send this on to the organization to sort it out. Mm. I was just going to say it must be incredible for your peace of mind when you can focus on healing 
um, and and feeling better, and you've got other people to to deal with those with those issues. Glennis, we're going to yes. take a, a quick break. Um, we'll be okay. back. We'll be back. Please stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Glynis, thank you so much for, for staying with us, thank for holding. Glynis, is there anything that you want to say for any DL Link warriors who are listening, who have just embarked on this journey that you Sorry, are you on? Sorry, you know what? I actually can't, I can't, you can't hear us. You can't hear us. Okay, so no. what, what, we, I, I, I just was asking Glynis if there's anything that you wanted to say, um, to share with listeners about your experience, um, with the DL Link. Uh, they've just been absolutely amazing. They they are so efficient. They've organised when they say they're going to be here. They're here. They they offer. Um, I've done exercises with Gabby. He's here on the minute. It's been absolutely amazing, and I've only heard wonderful reports from from anybody else that I've made contact with. So that's all I can say. That it's been an, it's an amazing organisation, and. Well, should be supported. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Well, Glynis, thank you. Thanks for your time, and we just wish you good health and vitality. And thank and we, and much. and thank you for joining us. Thank and you very thank much you for the DL link. Thank mm, you very much. Indeed, thank okay. you, Glynis. Cheers, and, Glynis. And, and and Philip, you know, I mean, with with Gabby going, I mean, he is a a sports. He has a sports science degree. He works so closely um, with many of the warriors, um, and he he is he specialises. He's the, the, the patient liaison and he specializes. I know Absolutely. that he's studying, he's studying in America, dealing Absolutely. specifically with, with cancer warriors. So no, he's a professional. Mm. He's a professional. He knows he won't hurt you and he won't do things that are going to hurt you without referring to uh, the doctor, the specialist or what have you. Now, he's a very considerate, well-meaning, educated physical therapist. He is indeed. Um, I know that Val Goldstein is going to be joining us in a moment. We're going to be trying Val. But Philip, just to go back to this this whole process with specifically looking, because we did have Dr. Mklongo on the line, the advanced illness benefit. Is this a new benefit? Well, it's new. It, it's, uh, it was new to us. We didn't know about it. Because he uh, was talking about it as if it was new. They've well, just come it, out of research. Yeah, it's, re- it's relatively new. testing the waters. That's right. No, it's, it's relatively new. Uh, in as much as um, South African medical aids are concerned, what goes on overseas, I can't tell you. But, um, uh, yes, uh, palliative care and, and, uh, and discovery, um, I suppose like anything, they've got to feel their way, test the waters, and, and, and adjust the uh, systems accordingly. Um, are them, do other medical aids also offer this kind of um, there are, cover there for are, palliative care? There are benefits, and I'm sure they do. I haven't gone into other medical aids. At this stage, uh, a lot of our warriors do belong to other medical aids, and at this stage I haven't got involved with, with – uh, I've got involved with one, and there's another one waiting. And I'm going to find out these things because, um, you know, it's important. Because so I think it's important to say it's not just the relationship with discovery. You help the the, the warrior regardless of what yes, medical aid yes, they have. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's why we're there. We can't make fish of one and fowl of the other. We're all one family. And uh, uh, I'll do my best to make sure that whatever the medical aid is, uh, we talk to them. 
And, uh, you know, I've spoken to, as I said, one other, and they were incredibly receptive, and we had a, a wonderful result. In fact, I thought he was going to speak to us um, earlier, but he was undergoing therapy now at half past 12, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately couldn't. Um, Philip, I do just want to stress that um, when I had hospice on the the show not so long ago and they spoke about, um, you know, they they self-funded. They Mm. they have to raise their own money and obviously, absolutely, and obviously if if people are coming to them and they have the advanced illness benefit with Discovery, they get paid. But chances are they don't get paid, just like the deal link has the in-house palliative nurse. Um, so, So do you make it clear to some of the warriors who don't have that cover and they want to have the palliative treatment from word go all right Uh, you know it's something that just slipped my mind something that just slipped my mind and that was um discovery patients on the um aib benefits the benefits exist and they don't pay any extra for it it's incorporated in the in 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 the original policy or medical aid scheme that they've uh, 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 that, that they've joined um, so that that is a big plus, and I think uh, selling it along those lines, and also selling it to the doctors to understand that this is an aid and not a not 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 a hurdle to be uh, fallen over, uh, would be wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm afraid we've run out of time, Philip. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for explaining. I'm hoping you're going to come onto the show again and we can look at specific areas that people are having problems with and they can call in. Great. And um, unfortunately, we didn't get to speak to Val, but perhaps next time. But I thank you for tuning in. We hope that we've just highlighted a few areas. And I think very importantly is the stigma around palliative treatment, that this is something you should be looking at from diagnosis and look at your medical aid to see if you have that kind of cover um, and if you're having issues with it, um, Philip Gerson who is the DL Link volunteer and advanced illness benefit liaison is the person to speak to. Thank you so much Philip, thank you. I look forward to being with you same time next week. From me Nikki Seberini, until then, goodbye.